0: The following message is from Christian Life Austin. For more information about Christian Life, visit clcaustin.com. Thank you for listening. Good morning, everybody. Wow, y'all look great. Good morning, everybody. Give that to the Lord today. What an honor. What an honor. It doesn't feel good just to get up on Sunday morning, get your clothes on after you shower get your clothes on, come to church, see a lot of great people, and then hear some wonderful singing, and then have to put up with me for about 30 minutes. Isn't it wonderful? Isn't it great just to do that? Why don't you turn to your neighbor there beside you and don't say you look good. Say, I'm glad to be here with you today. I'm glad to be with you today. John Parker has got his sister and her husband with us today. He's a former, he's retired, I think, pastor And so we're happy to have them sitting right down front. Let's give them a great hand today. And it's good to see my wife up here. Folks, let me tell you something. You think she suffered. Wow. I had to be the mom. I had to be the lady of the house. I don't do well doing that. And I'm so glad. Yesterday we were sitting at the table And my wife orders groceries because we have family night every Sunday night at the house. Whether I like it or not, whether the kids like it or not, they're going to come to the house and they're going to eat and we're going to bless them. If they don't like it, they're going to do it anyhow. But we're sitting there last night at the table and she had ordered groceries from H-E-B. She said, I got to get the groceries uh, about 3.30, 4 o'clock, babe. I said, okay. I said, she said, you don't have to do it. I got it now. Folks, she's driving and I am so happy. A broken leg, a broken ankle, a dislocated ankle, and, uh, and me. <laughs> what a joy to see her up here. She's still got that boot on, but what a joy to see her up here talking. And uh, we want you ladies to come and enjoy that this coming Friday and Saturday. It's going to be an awesome time for you. Pastor Brad's next door dedicating, I think there's about 23 babies next door. Those COVID babies are coming in. Amen. <laughs> He's de- <laughs> he de- <laughs> he dedicating them next board. Give me a C for Christ. Give me an O for awesome or whatever. <laughs> Give me a V for victory. Would you stand, you incredible people, and I'm happy to be home. Thank you for telling me you missed us. We, uh, I was in Fayetteville, North Carolina last week. Went to preach a 10th anniversary for a wonderful young man a young man that looks to this church for help and for strength and guidance in his life. And so they've been there 10 years. And I told him that's how long Elisha followed Elijah. And then the double portion mantle came down on him and they're going to have a double portion church. And uh, they enjoy that. There's a bunch of soldiers there. That's where Fort Bragg is, a bunch of soldiers there. And I heard hoo or whatever, you know, I heard that a few times. (laughs) Don't do that here, okay? Don't do that here. (laughs) I'm going to speak today On Jesus Christ, the Lord of the Becomers. I didn't ask for that. Somebody back there is pulling my leg a little bit. But I want you to notice something before I preach today. When I come out, when I stand over here behind the stage and I'm coming out to preach the gospel, I always check my pocket, see if I got my handkerchief, and I don't today, I left it somewhere, and to see if I zip my zippers up. (laughs) And to see if I got my glasses on. (laughs) I don't have to wear them anymore. I'm glasses through. Thank God. Thank God for the miracle of modern medicine And a good eye doctor. They fixed me and I'm reading 2025. So if some of y'all frown up there on that top area, I can see it now. I can see it. Exodus chapter three said, and God said to Moses, I am that I am. And he said, this shall you say to the children of Israel, I am has sent me unto you. I am has sent me unto you. Everybody say, I am that I am. God bless you. you. may be seated. Give me a few minutes and I'll be through. Moffat's translation renders the name of God in verse 14 of Exodus 3. I will be what I will be. I will be what I will be. See, God is a becoming God. You've heard the expression, that outfit is so becoming to you. It means that it flatters your appearance. And I can't think of a word that describes God any better than He is so becoming. He's a becoming God. He's the fairest of 10,000, Song of Solomon said. He's altogether lovely. He's the essence of beauty. He's the picture of perfection. And we all know these things, but allow me to fasten upon a forgotten beauty of Jesus Christ. He is so versatile. He's versatile. Jesus is wonderful because of his versatility. He is the constant. He never changes in his character. His compassions fail not. And his holiness is in our hearts because he's a holy God. But there's also an undeniable versatility to God as well. The Bible said he's the root And the star of David, that's versatile. He's both breath and breeze, that's versatile. He's captain and he's shepherd, that's versatile. He's the lion of Judah and he's the lamb for sinners slain, that's versatile. And he's both grace and truth, versatile. He's the El Shaddai, the God of war. He's also Jehovah Shalom, the God of peace. He's the well of Jacob, but he's also the giver of rain. He blesses, he curses. He exalts, he abases. And Job said he gives and he takes away. Versatile, versatile. When it comes to describing his name, we're inundated with dozens and dozens of descriptions of this incomparable Christ. He is simply without peer, without comprehension. Prophets said he's above finding out. His ways are above ours. Yet he's revealed to the simplest heart of a little child. When he described himself to Moses, he could not even limit himself to a noun, but he expressed his name not as a proper noun, but as a verb. (laughs) A verb. Richard Fuller said it best. He said, God to me, it seems, is a verb, not a noun, proper or unproper. Well, Mr. Fuller, got a question. If God is a verb, what verb is he? Steal is a verb, but that's not God. Kill is a verb, but that's not God. Destroy is a verb, but that's not God. To steal, kill, destroy describes our enemy, not our friend. So the question remains, if God is a verb, then which verb is he? God chose a particular verb to identify his versatility. He used what we call the root verb of every language and it's this, to be, to be, to be, the state of being. Everybody say to be. To be. You remember when you was in class when you was a little kid and they'd say, hey, Rexy, what do you want to be? To be when you grow up. And I would say, I want to be president or something like that. I want to be a pastor. I want to be a, a fireman. I want to be something important, I guess, to people. Everybody in the class had to tell what they wanted to be. It's the state of being. It's the beginning of what we are. Today, we sit in church, and we say, I'm single. I want to be married. I'm married. I'm sick. I want to be healed. I'm lost, I want to be saved. I'm discouraged, I want to be. It is the two words that is the state of being of our lives. So, what do you want to be today in this house? And so Jesus took it for himself in the New Testament. When John 8 58 he said, He said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, before Abraham was, I am. In the Moffus translation, it's credible. God put a twist on his name. God is saying, in effect, when you speak of me, do not describe me as something steady or static and stationary, but step into the realm of motion and mobility. Moses, tell everyone who I will be for eternity and tell them I will be whatever I choose to be. I love that. Maybe that's why God has called some two to three hundred names in the scripture. When he chose to become flesh, he took all of those hundreds of names and condensed them to one. And that name is Jesus. Amen. That name is Jesus. In fact, he told John on the Isle of Patmos in Revelation 1 and 8, I am Alpha. I'm Omega. I'm the beginning and the ending, which is, which was, and which is to come. Everybody say, The Almighty. Can I tell you, Jesus is here to stay. He's not going away. COVID has come and COVID will leave. Jesus has come and he's staying. Amen. Amen. Hebrews 13 and 8 said he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. The God of Moses meets with us. He's the same God becoming whatever he chooses to become because he is a becoming God. God. Clap your hands for that all over the building. I want to preach to you today. See, God wants us to become as well. He wants us to be what he needs us to be as well. Emerson said, heaven always bears some proportion to earth. The God of a cannibal will be a cannibal. Of a crusader, a crusade will be a crusader. And of a merchant will be, and of the merchants will be a merchant. We are made in the image of a becoming God. He's a becoming God. He wants us to be becomers as well. God desires us to be becomers in our life. We can't be stayed. We can't be static. We can't be stationary. There needs to be mobility and movement in our life. We're going somewhere. If you were where you are five years ago right now, you're going backwards. We need to be closer to him as we see that day approaching. We need to be more interested in the house of God as we see that day approaching. I'm here to declare we need to worship more as we see that day approaching because he wants us to be what he needs us to be. Clap your hands and say, I believe that. There's three things of his becomers that he wants. He wants us to be his children, number one. John chapter one, verse 11 through 13 said, he came into his own and his own received him not. But as many has received him. To them gave he power to become, become, look at it, be dash come, the sons of God. Even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. He gave you the power to become the sons of God. Do I have to say it? Do I have to say it? God doesn't make junk. Come on now. He doesn't make junk. Some of you wise might think your husband sometimes come from the junkyard, but God doesn't make junk. We were born sinners because of Adam and Eve's fall, but in the rebirth experience, he recreates us. We become something new, something transformed. Beloved, now we are the sons of God. John 1, 1 John 3 and 2. Say it a few times. Beloved. Say it. Beloved. I'm beloved. Jesus loves you. You are sons and daughters of the kingdom of God. You've been born once into sin, but you've been born twice into righteousness. You've been born once into slavery. You've been born twice into the royal family. You've been born once into misery. You've been born twice into majesty. Isn't it great to know that Jesus can take what you were and make you what you want to be? because he's a becoming God. It reminds me of the little girl that came home from Sunday school one day and found her mom weeding the garden. Her mama wasn't much of a church goer. The little girl got picked up on a bus and taken to church. And, but the mother wanted to know what she learned in Sunday school. So the little girl said, today we learned how God watches us all the time. He sees everything we do. And at that statement, a frown crossed the mother's face. But darling, doesn't it make you feel uncomfortable to think that God is, well, spying on you like that? Oh, no, mom, you don't get it. You don't understand, said the little girl. It's just that God loves me so much, he can't take his eyes off me. Now, you need to get out of the garden, get to church and hear that on Sunday morning, amen? God loves every one of you. Pastor, I'm unlovable. No, God loves every one of you. Pastor, he can't love me. God loves every one of you. I remember the little story of the little girl that it was a rainy, lightning, thunderous night and the dad got worried that she was gonna be afraid, so he comes down to her room. She's on the ledge with her hands against the picture window of her bedroom, looking out, holding on like this, and just smiling. Her dad said, What are you doing, baby? There's lightning out there. She said, Oh, no, daddy, that's not lightning. God loves me so much, he's taking flashbub pictures of me. I wanna declare something to somebody in this house today. Get up off of your can't and get on the can because God is able to tell you and show you you can be what he wants you to be in your life. He's a becoming God. You're a child of God. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Number two, God wants us to be effective. He wants us to be effective. I'm sorry. I kind of holler a little bit too much there. Forgive me. I get to preaching about Jesus. I get a little loud. Jesus said unto them in Mark 1 come after me and I will make you to become everybody say become fishers of men here comes the excuses here they come they'll come pastor I can't do that I can't tell anybody about Jesus I don't know enough I can't be an influencer I don't have the right background I don't have enough education I'm not from the right family I can't get any breaks I don't speak well I'm not old enough I'm too old. There's never any happy medium in that. You know what? You're right. You can't and you don't know enough. That's why you need the Lord of the becomers in your life. Because he will cause you to become something that you are not and never could be without the Lord of the becomers. Amen. That Lord turned a reed into a rock a reed into a rock, a Simon to a Cephas, a Simon to a rock. He turned a shepherd boy with no respect from his family to a 40-year king of Israel. He turned a man with slowness of speech to a deliverer of 3 million people. And he turned a man who destroyed Christians into a New Testament writer and an apostle of the gospel. And he also turned a man named Jacob to a nation of Israel. And even when Israel doubted that he was really that and went back to Jacob, he still claimed him. Because once God ever puts his becoming hand on you, he's not gonna let go of you, you hear me? No man can pluck you out of my hand. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost here right now. Yeah, yeah. Pastor, I've made mistakes. Big deal, everybody makes mistakes, but he's the God of the becomers and he will bring you from that mistake another glory in your life don't give up on God give up on people but don't give up on Jesus Christ come on clap your hands real big that's good stuff hallelujah hallelujah pastor you don't know my house we got some stuff at our house that's just unbelievable really Yeah. let me tell you what God does let me tell you what God does there was a man named Jairus that came one day, had a daughter that was dead. In fact, he heard on the way home that she had died. He thought she was just sick, but she had died. But he came, even though he was a ruler of the synagogue, he came and he worshiped Jesus. He might not have believed in him, but he worshiped him. And when he got ready to go home to that dead daughter, Jesus followed him. Jesus follows worshipers. So if you come to the house of God on Sunday morning and you worship his name, and you worship his, his dignity, and you worship his glory, you're not going home by yourself. He's going home with you today. He's going home with you today. And he'll raise that dead situation up, and he'll touch that problem, and he'll heal that situation because he's a God of the becomers. He will make you to be what he needs you to be. That's the God that I serve. In 1927, in Fort Worth, Texas, There was a Masonic orphanage that needed a coach. And a coach came to that orphanage and had some boys in that orphanage who were struggling with being without parents, without love, and without leadership. Rusty Russell was a World War I veteran who was himself raised as an orphan. And he was confident that he could make these boys into champion football players. Now, there were 12 of them, hence the book by Jim Dent, 12 Mighty Orphans. And within five years, through fatherly love and an unwavering determination for them, they played in the state championship of Texas, a little orphan school. Played in the state championship against a huge school called Amarillo High Sandies. And I won't tell you the end of it because you need to go watch the movie or read the book. A group of orphans bound together by hardship and death and youngsters, despite being outweighed by at least 30 pounds per man were the toughest team in Texas. Their legacy still talked about today. Some went to professional football, some made doctors, some made coaches, some made college professors, but nobody was a loser coming out of that school because they saw what they could become. If a coach can take a group of orphans and make them become. What can the Jesus I'm preaching about today make of you? You've got to trust him. You've got to trust him. He's the Lord of the becomers. I know you're getting it because you're clapping. I know you're getting it. You can become what God desires you to be. Oswald Chambers said the remarkable thing about fearing God is that when you fear God, you fear nothing else. Whereas if you don't fear God, you fear everything else. So I'm speaking today on four words. Fear be gone today. Fear be gone today. Let me say something. I know I I I made a statement about COVID babies being dedicated next door in the chapel. But let me say something to you today. Let me say something to you today. Fear be gone in this house today. Fear be gone in this house today. I'm no longer a slave to fear. I'm a child of God. Come on. Fear be gone in this house today. Fear be gone in this house today. I cast fear out today in this house. I cast fear out in this house today. In Jesus' name, let it get out of here and let the glory of the Lord come in this house and let us walk out of here believing that we are becoming what God wants us to become. See, the disciples were just ordinary men, fishermen, tax collectors, custodians, hippies, Nathaniel was a hippie. You might as well say it. Just ordinary people. Alone they couldn't catch fish, but with him their nets were full. God wants a brand new you. That's the third point I want to preach on. God wants a brand new you. In 2 Corinthians 5, therefore if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Jesus Christ is the Lord of the becomers. Here's the secret. Here's what I want to put on. The secret to becoming is to quit thinking about the change you need and think about the one who brings change. That's what. Take a picture of that and put it on your refrigerator. Everybody say, look into Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. i got to wrap this up. It's 1155, and you know I'm, I'm a good pastor. I let you out on time. That's why I'm good. Not because I preach well, I'm, just, I'm a good pastor. I'll let you out on time. I don't hold you to 3 o'clock. But right now, I feel like I could because I'm I'm on to something that I love. There's a couple of significant uses of the word and the phrase, wist not, in Scripture. The first was when Moses returned from the Mount of God after receiving the law and the commandments of God. Moses wist not that his face shone with God's glory. The second is when Samson, shorn of his locks, arose to fight the Philistines. And Samson wished not that the Lord had departed from him. Here's two truths I want to bring from that. Number one, we're not good judges of our own spirituality. Many times we think we're doing all right, and then all of a sudden we're not doing all right. And things come up and you say, why did that happen? Well, God may be just kind of pricking you a little bit to get you to doing all right again. Moses didn't know God's glory was on him, and Samson didn't know God's glory had departed from him. And number two, if we focus on seeking God as Moses did, God's glory rubs off and we become like Him. You know, it's important to me for you to be here on this Sunday, and I don't take Sundays off. I love preaching the gospel to you folks. I'm the most honored man in all of Texas to get to preach to you guys because you know my background, you know where I came from. But I'm so honored to stand here today and just talk to you about this Jesus that made me a becomer. That made me become what he wanted me to become. And I could care less about president now. I didn't want to be a president. I just said that because I thought it's big. And then I wanted to be a fireman. Here I am trying to start a fire and a fireman puts out a fire. What did I? But I'm so glad God made me be and made me to be a God, a Lord of the becomers. Patty and I are so happy to have been your pastor these last bunch of years. God, what's happening to me here? Texas won yesterday. ought to be happy. (laughs) A person told of waiting at an airport for the arrival of a friend one day when she saw a man carrying two suitcases running toward a nearby family. And she watched the man as he dropped his luggage and madly embraced his children They laughed, they cried, they hugged him and they kissed him all over his face. Then the man hugged his wife and they embraced and kissed and he said, I loved you and I missed you so bad. After a few moments of this, the bystander summoned the courage to ask politely how long the man had been away and the man said, two whole days. (laughs) She was shocked. The way he acted toward his family, she would have thought that he had been gone perhaps a month or two. She politely responded, "Well, I hope that my marriage one day will be that passionate after only being gone for, for two days." The man stopped smiling and looked directly at her, and saying something power, some powerful words. He said, "Don't hope. Decide. Don't hope. Decide." And while I'm here, while I'm here, Matthew, Mamie, where are y'all sitting, kids? Where are y'all sitting? Stand up, kids. Stand up. I married these kids on Friday night. I love y'all. I love y'all. And Matthew, when you've been gone five hours from the house, hug her and kiss her, buddy, because you outkicked your coverage. I love these kids. They're faithful to God. They're faithful to this house. But as she watched the family disappear, her friend showed up and asked, what are you looking at? Without hesitation, she replied, my future, my future, my future. Don't hope, decide. See, within every one of us is a chunk of stardust, a bit of God's images. And within every one of us, you've been given a power to choose. So choose today. Decide. I will become a child of God if you're not saved today. Decide. I will become an effective witness and a fisher of men. Decide. I will become a brand new me. Jesus is the Lord of all becomers, and he'll help you be that. If you want to be, he'll let you be because it's the state of being. Hallelujah. He's an awesome savior. Randy, if you'll come. I have in my library, I have in my library that when we built this new worship center, it got put in boxes. And it went to my box and stayed in a storage container for a while. It's kind of like the Ark of the Covenant back in the day. Didn't know where it was. And now the boxes are somewhere in the house here. They've stored them. And, and I've, I've, got this, I've got this book that I've had for a while. It's called The Nothing Book. The Nothing Book. And when you open it up, there's no print because it's The Nothing Book. But every time I would walk by it on my shelf, I would say, I'm going to write my story. And the nothing book is on all of our shelves. You're going to write the story. And so if you're not where you need to be with the Lord today, if you need healing, deliverance, salvation, whatever you need today, I promise you, you can write your story today and the Jesus that I preached about can make it come to pass in your life because he's the Lord of the becomers. Today's the first day of the rest of your life. This is September 19, 2021. And let's make it we- let's make it work in our lives today. Go home, and even if the Dallas Cowboys get clocked at 3.30. No, 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 no. This is serious business. Jesus is still Lord. He's still Lord. He's still Lord. Would you stand? So just desire to become what God wants you to become. That's what it's about. I know it's simple, but I want to be direct with you today. Now I'm going to bless this church. I'm going to bless all of you today because I do that every time we get together. But before I bless you today, I want to tell you that Wednesday night is something you don't want to miss. I know Pastor Jabin's coming the 29th from Las Vegas, and we love him. He's our... He's one of our favorites. I mean, one of our favorites. And he is one of my favorite young men in all of America. He's coming to preach for us the 29th. But this 22nd, this 22nd, we're gonna have something here that's gonna blow you away. I promise you, if you come Wednesday night and walk out here and say, I wasn't blessed by the word of God, amen, I'll let you you come to church free. Oh, you do that anyhow, don't you? So Wednesday night, bow your heads, lift your hands. Let me bless you, dear Father, in the name of the Lord. I bless this wonderful audience and I thank you for them. And I thank you for your kindness, your extended love, your grace, your mercy, your generosity to us. God, thank you for letting us become what you want us to be. Thank you for letting people be what they want to be. And you can change and you can touch our lives with your glory and with your presence. And I thank you for it. Lord, I'm kind of sad that this Sunday's already over with ministry and with song and with praise. But Lord, let us leave here today with our faces aglow like Moses when he left the mountain. Let us leave with our faces aglow because you have ministered and you've touched us today in this house. Now, I love you. I honor you. And I want you to bless these people in the city and I want you to bless them in the country. I want you to bless them when they rise up and bless them when they lay down at night. I want you to bless them when there's when there's grief and I want you to bless them when there's grace. And I want you to be there for them in all the aspects of their life. I bless this congregation today in the name of the Lord and say, I receive it right now. I receive it.